administrative team, our tech team, our graphic designer. I want to thank our web designer to make sure and our communications team to make sure everything goes out. Thank you all for what you do. And thank you, Christ Center Nationals, for being here uh, on the platform and sharing the platform. I give you um, high. I celebrate you high when I talk to people because our church has transitioned well uh, from in person to right now total virtual and so I want to salute you again and thank you for your faithfulness in all that you do to make our church grow and welcome to all of our new uh, Christ Internationals that have been jo that's joined the church those new that have just been become a part of Christ Nation. we just say welcome aboard and we are ready okay Let's jump in this morning at Numbers chapter 13. I'm going to read uh, just a, a couple of verses here, uh, three verses actually here, but then I'll go back and just tell you about the story. This is kind of uh, toward the end of the story, but we'll all kind of come up to speed together. All right, let's read that. I'm reading from the New King James Version, and here's what it says. Uh, numbers chapter 31 uh, chapter 13 starting at verse 31 it says this but the men who had gone up with him said we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Enoch came from giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And so we were in their sight i want to talk to you from this thought this morning going from next to now navigating transition going from next to now navigating transition let's pray together right here father in jesus name i thank you lord for how you have met me and have spoken to me as we have walked through your word as you have downloaded this talk for our, our church and everybody on this platform and everybody that will watch. So Lord, I thank you now that you will allow me to convey the pictures that you've placed in my head and the words that you've placed in my heart. And I ask today that you would give me clarity of thought, agility of wit, allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your prophetic utterance that will come during this time. I thank you for what I sense right now in this moment. I feel you in this room. And I pray now for a fresh anointing to deliver the word. But I pray for a fresh anointing for those who will hear, anoint their ears to hear. Anoint their, anoint their hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Going from next to now, navigating transition. I've been wrestling with this, this talk for several weeks. And, um, you know, let, let, me just, let me just go ahead and, and, and dive on into it. I don't know how much there is really no setup. We just got to get right in. Okay, so as we have, you know, moved into this this season and into this year, I want to make sure I revisit some things with you. And number one, I want to say to you, and this is not necessarily a point, but here's where I want to start today. I guess we'll say this, that perspective is everything. It matters how and what shapes your perspective. Okay. It matters how it's shaped and it matters what shapes your perspective okay and, and i want you to hear me because we're going somewhere i just want to lay out some foundational stuff here as we build upon it this morning 
So the word perspective, just simply from the dictionary, Merriam-Webster dictionary is a particular attitude toward or a way of regarding something. Perspective simply is a point of view. And I'm starting here today because as we make transitions, as we navigate transitions, as we go from one place to the next, our perspective matters because we cannot let, listen, negative life experience shape your perspective. You can't let, I don't care if it's from a flat tire on a full day, a full schedule day, or if it's, you know, I've been in the hospital from COVID to cancer, whatever it is from death, you cannot let negative life experience shape your perspective because if you do it will hinder how you navigate it will hinder how you go from next to now you can't let trauma or failure or disappointment shape it are you hearing me i'd like to suggest to you this morning that the shaping of our perspective must be intentional just as intentional as moving forward in life. You can't let the hard spots, the hard spots and places in, in life slow you. You can't let it um, uh, slow you down. You can't let it stop you. But here, here's the thing. You can't let it question who you are. You can't let the hard moments in life. So I want to submit to you that by, but that as believers, our perspective has to be shaped by our encounters with the power of God and the power of God's word. Here's what I want you to hear in the spirit. We have entered into the season where the presence of God is going to be heavier and more conspicuous. And as you encounter him, you have to let uh, the glory of his presence wash out the negative stains that has helped to shape your worldview, your life view, your personal view. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That your encounters with God in this season, don't just look at them as, wow, I had a, I had a great time in prayer or I sensed the presence of God or something happened unexpected today and I know it was God. It was an answer prayer. Don't just let those be in the moment. Let those moments shape your world. Because it is those moments that have the power because it's the power of God and the power of his word to propel you forward into your next that will eventually become your now. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Okay, so we got to make sure that when that stuff happens, when you have these God encounters and if I be a man of God and I am. You're going to have more of those. You're going to sense him. You're going to sense his presence um, envelop you as you take time to pray, as you are aware of him. You're going to sense him in your car while you're driving. You're going to sense him while you're standing at the wash machine, putting in a load. You're going to sense his presence because this is the season that his manifest presence will be readily available to his people. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Okay, this is the season. Yes. 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 Are you saying to me that I'm going to be able to hear from God? I've struggled with that. Yes. Are you saying to me that I'm going to be aware and I'm going to sense his words and sense his spirit close around me? Yes. This is that time. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Hit those hearts to make, let me know that you're there. Okay. I see you. Okay, cool. So listen. Now, perspective, right? But let me also say something to you. I want you to know that prophetically, we are no longer talking about what God is getting ready to do. We're no longer talking about that. And, and we hear that often. God is getting ready to. God is getting ready to do so and so and so, so and so and so. And, and, and sometimes that is in our, uh, in our English and in our natural way of grabbing for words. We say that to help us um, 
communicate. But I, I do want to be clear that um, God, God doesn't have to get ready to do anything. God is. <laughs> so God said, let there be. And there was. He didn't have to say it didn't say. So God got ready to create light. No, he didn't have to get ready. What does he have to do? Get up, get, get dressed or something? Absolutely not. So it, we're, we're, we're no longer talking. And when I say we, I mean, those of us who are prophetic and talking in the prophet prophetic space we're not saying stuff like god is getting ready to we are saying here is what is okay so hear me and hear me well your next is now i don't say that to be cliched it's not sens sensationalism it's not trying to be deep i really want you to hear that for the reality of the statement that the thing that god had been telling you he was going to do he's doing OK, the thing that that you've gotten a word about what was coming, this is that time. Yeah, but what I heard that it was 10 years ago. OK, this is that we have stepped into that time. So let me ask you something. Whatever it is that God has spoken prophetically, whatever prophetic utterance, whatever dream or vision, whatever thing that he has placed in your heart, we are there now. My question is, will you possess it or will you zone out and lose it? Will you go in and lay hold to it? It's right here. Or will you zone out? And lose the opportunity. I want to speak to you clearly, y'all. With all that I've been saying to you about what was then, what was going to happen, and what is now, there is a window. And I do not want us to miss our hour of visitation because we're not ready or because we are zoned out. I use the phrase zone out. When, when people use the phrase zoned out, it suggests that at one time there was a person that was in the moment. But something has happened to cause them to shift their attention. <laughs> something has happened to cause their attention to exit the space. Let me ask you something. What has happened in your life that gives you space to zone out. What is calling your attention? Paul would write and said, what did hinder you? <coughs> what, what is it that's causing you, listen, to be distracted? That all the stuff you've been praying for and all the stuff you've been fasting for and believing. And now we're here. We are in the now. The thing that was on the horizon for you, uh, for you it has now uh, risen and is. Will you zone out and miss the opportunity? Somebody put in the chat. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Somebody put in the chat. Don't miss the window. Don't let it close. Because there is a window of opportunity and my prayer for you and for the body as a whole is that we do not miss our hour of visitation. This is it. I hear the Lord say, do not get hung up on race issues, political issues. Listen, economic downturns, don't let those things grab your attention, he says, and cause you to miss what I'm doing in my body. Because the move that I'm doing, says the Lord, is a kingdom move. And if you have set your affection and your loyalty to other kingdoms and kingdoms of this world, you will miss, says the Lord, what I am doing in this season in my kingdom. I am bringing my people forward. I, your king, I am standing up from the throne and I am lifting my scepter in judgment in favor of my people. Receive ye the word of the Lord. Don't allow 
things, stuff, and people to cause you to zone out. Are y'all with me? Okay, let, let, me, let, me, let me keep moving because I feel like, let me, let me keep moving. So let's talk about our text today. Our text today, the children of Israel have zoned out. They have totally zoned out. All right. Listen, their steps had been ordered and they had been brought into or right to the door of the promised land. They had stepped what was supposed to be next. They were living in the next and, and uh, the next from deliverance. I'll get, get to that in a minute. But they was, came right up to the promise. Listen. And they zoned out. And because they zoned out, y'all, they missed it. Hear me. Hear me. They got right up to the door of what God had told their forefathers. They got right there and they missed it because they zoned out. Watch it. At every station in life, your now comes to next and then your next becomes now. And what happens is we have to make sure that we roll with it. So let me take you back. Remember now the children of Israel were in Egyptian uh, under Egyptian rule. Okay. The Hebrews, they were not called the children of Israel at that time. They were Hebrew people. Okay. And they were not necessarily a race. They were just uh, not, they were not regarded as a race. But the Hebrew people were under the thumb of the Egyptians, right? Oppressed. And they started crying out. Their oppression was at that time there now. This is where we are. The Bible says, and God says, I have heard. He was talking to Moses out at the, uh, the wilderness, out at the burning bush, rather. And he said, I have heard the cry of the Hebrew people. And I'm getting ready to come get them. I don't even have time to deal with the social justice implication of that whole story. That an oppressed people cried out to a God that they didn't even know. But God, the true and living God, heard them. And said, I'm coming to get you. And when I come and get you, I'm not just going to leave you out there. I'm going to make you mine. <sighs> come on. Come on. Okay. So anyway, Moses goes, uh, Moses get the instruction from God. He goes to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Right? That whole thing. And then, so their cry is heard. Their next becomes deliverance. So God then delivers them from Egypt. They come out of Egypt and they're walking in this freedom, which is now. But their now is their wilderness experience. So in their wilderness experience, we go from deliverance to um, being preserved and prepared. That God preserved them in the wilderness. We read that a few weeks ago. He said manna, their shoes didn't wear out. He uh, put a, a pillar of fire to lead them at night and a cloud that led them by day. They were preserved in the wilderness at that time. That was there now. Okay. And he did that. Listen, y'all at 40 years, the text that we wrote today, that we read today, this is after 40 years of e e technically circling in the desert because he was testing them to see what was in them. He was preparing them for the promise because there is a reward that God wants to give us. And listen, the promise that he was handing to them was not the sweet by and by when you get to glory. It's not that. He says, I want to give you a great land. Because the thing that I'm not creating any more of is land. And I want to give you a piece of that. But not just some land, any land, not swamp land. I'm giving you some good land. So they get there. So they have been delivered. They have been preserved and prepared. And now they are walked. They have been walked right into. Or right to the gate of the promised land. He wanted to give them the promise. 
but they zoned out. What's the problem, Pastor? Here it is. The problem was that the Hebrew people did not manage transition well. They had transition trouble. <laughs> Hear me. They had problems with transition. All through the life of the Hebrew people that eventually became uh, the children of God, the Israelites, they had transition issues. All right, let me say this, and you can write this down because this may help you. In order for you to move from your old season into your now, listen, you have to be okay with transition. You got to manage transition well. Transition, you can write this one down too if you want to. Okay, let me give you some time. Let me go back and say the other one. In order for you to move to your old season into your now, from next, that's the season that you stepped into, from next into now, because there's a transition there. I was now in here. My next place is here. And now that I'm here, I'm about to step into another now. Okay. So as they move forward, in order for you to move forward, you got to be okay with transition. And that's where many of us fail. And they had a history of stressing out and not navigating transition. Listen to this. Let me tell you what transition is. Transition is the hallway <laughs> from normal to new. Or here's another one from comfortable to adjusting. Oh, let me, let me say it again. Transition is the hallway from normal to new. Okay. Or if you want to put in there from normal to next or from normal to now. Okay. It's the hallway. And it's also the hallway from comfortable to adjusting. Now, you may have thought that I was going to say from comfortable, from, uh, from comfortable to uncomfortable. That's not what I'm saying. All right. Um, I intentionally didn't use the word uncomfortable. Why? Because the thing that we have to do in navigating uh, transition, that when God brings you to the next place, when God releases you, opens the door into the now, the now is not going to always feel good for you. But you do realize that even though it doesn't feel good, it's the good land. It's the right thing, right? So here's my, here's my uh, analogy or my example. When you go and trade in your old car and you try out a few cars and you get in one car and be like, uh, this don't feel like me. Uh-uh. Uh, and then you get in another car and be like, mm, it's better, but I don't know. But then when you find the one, when you get into the one, the chair may be closer because of the person in it before you could have been shorter than you. Well, when you get into that car and realize this is it, you don't talk about how uncomfortable it is. You start reaching for what you need to touch in order to adjust. And when you find the sweet spot in life, we don't complain about it being uncomfortable. What we should be doing is reaching for the button to push to make me adjust to where I'm supposed to be. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. And some of the challenge that we have is that when God releases us into the next place or when that next place becomes our now, we start complaining because it feels different. Different should not connote to you uncomfortable. It's just different. <laughs> and we get crying and we fussing. I don't understand why God is doing this to me. I don't understand. Where is he? He has left me. He's not hearing my cry. I'm frustrated. I don't understand why life is this. Why? Because it's different. Yeah, it feels different. But it's listen, it's better. It's better on gas. Look how y'all looking. It's a V8 engine. It got cooling and heating seats. Your old car just had heating seats. Now you have stepped up in life. You have upgraded in life. Who complains about an upgrade? The children of Israel. And if we're not careful, we become them. That God has upgraded our lives, but we spend time complaining opposed to adjusting. Somebody type in the chat, I got to adjust. 
near not have to, got to, gotta, G-O-T-T-A, I gotta adjust. That's the way we gotta look at the next. Where we are right now may be different, but I guarantee you it's better. And if we're not careful, if we don't learn to adjust, we'll start complaining about what is better and then lose it. Y'all hear me? The children of Israel, these Hebrew people didn't do well with transition because they couldn't adjust. Y'all. When God said to Moses, Moses, go down there and get my people. When Moses approaches Pharaoh, it angered Pharaoh that the Hebrew people, his slaves, had a God that was challenging his authority. And the Bible says that he became even more angry and hateful to them, them, the Hebrews. And so the Hebrews went to Moses like, hey, man, what you doing? You messing it up for us. Messing what up? Listen, he's just being hateful. Now he's being more hateful. So you're telling me <laughs> that you're okay with him being hateful and you're angry with me because he's becoming more hateful because you're about to get out of this. Look how y'all look at. Listen, I keep telling you that before the next thing or the new thing happens in your life, the old thing seems to get worse. That it gets harder. It seems to get it, it seems to get more challenging. It's, it's more daunting. That's because exit is near. <laughs> hey, can, can I be real for a second? Can I be real? Have you ever left your office, left the mall and you say, I got used to the bathroom. But you say I can hold it till I get home. But then as soon as you turn on your street, it, it, it intensifies. Come on. It's almost like your bladder knows that you're close to the house because it seems like that right before the release, there is more pressure. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And the challenge with us is that we do not manage transitions. Well, God says, I'm about to deliver. I'm about to change things in your life. And you complaining, you mad at my servant because he's preaching harder. Look at look, 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 look how you're looking. You mad at your mama because your mama realizes that you're about to step into something totally new when you graduate. So he, your mama, your dad are is more uh, on you. There's more pressure because deliverance is coming. You got to stop complaining and you got to manage transitions. Well, they could not adjust. So then when they get out of that, they get to the Red Sea and get angry. How are we going to do this? This was the same God. Y'all had just seen God do 10 plagues. Come on, from fries, from flies to frogs to water turning to blood to actually killing babies to get y'all out of that. And you come to the Red Sea and you say to Moses, you done brought us out here to die. We could have stayed back home. At least we have graves. Look how y'all looking. Because they were about to get, uh, there, was a, there was another transition. And so here's what God did. Man, here's what God did. God said, because God knows his people. God says, I'm going uh, to stir the heart of Pharaoh to make him chase the people. Lest they get in this corridor uh, in front of the Red Sea, mountains on each side. And because they don't know how they're going to get across, they're going to want to turn back. So I'm going to I'm going to touch his heart to make him come after them. So instead of them remembering what God had done to delete to deliver them, they started saying, we want to turn around. But when they turned around, they realized that Pharaoh was behind them. And so the mountains were here and they couldn't go this way. So they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. So all they could do was go forward. It was at that point. Listen, because all that he did in Egypt hadn't totally shaped their perspective of him. So then he says, hey, Moses, Moses says, hey, what you going to do right here? And, and God says to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Stretch out your run. See, even the believers, even the, the used of God. Forget what God has done. Our perspective gets blurred. We zone out and we don't manage transition well. God had to say to Moses, Moses, what are you coming out crying out to me for? Stretch out your rod, bro. 
Look how y'all look at. Look how y'all look at. It ain't just unbelievers. It ain't just those young in the faith. The, the one who God called. The one who God put his hand on. The one who God spoke to at the burning bush had zoned out for a minute. He was whining to God. These people act like they want to kill us out here. What are we going to do? Because guess what you're praying for? Look, look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. I, I don't even want to deal with that because that would take me a whole nother hour to chase that rabbit. But sometimes we put stuff on God and we say stuff like, I'm going to have to pray about that. God says, you ain't got to pray about that. You just don't want to do what I told you to do no more because you're uncomfortable, because you're not handling transition. And then you want to tell people, I got to pray about it. You ain't got to pray about it. Do what I told you to do. You got something already in your hand that will cause this situation to be easier. Boy, I'm preaching way too hard today on the first Sunday in February. Yep. And we, I want to pray about this. God said, what you calling me for? I've given you everything you need. And the thing that I told you, I haven't changed my mind about. So what you want to ask me? What you want to pray for? Crickets. Crickets. They had a problem with transition. They go through the water on dry ground and when they turn around they see the water shutting up but it closed up over uh, uh, Pharaoh and all his men because it wasn't just about God delivering them it was also about God showing them I got ultimate power I'm not just gonna deliver you I'm gonna defeat your enemy come on can I tell you something oh I feel God right here that your deliverance Ain't the only thing that's in it. God says, yeah, I'm going to deliver you, but I'm going to defeat your enemy. Just because you get delivered does not mean that your enemy is defeated. But I do want to say to you in your now, in this year of prophetic fulfillment, not only will you be delivered, God says, I'm going to defeat your enemy. You're not going to have to fight that one no more. I'm getting ready to shut that down. And when I shut it down on that enemy, it's going to show some of your other enemies. Don't try it. Look at your neighbor and tell them, don't try it. Where my neighbor at? Wherever they are in the room, look at them in the chat. Just tell them, don't try it because God's fighting for me. Now, not just your deliverance, but it's also the defeat of your enemy. Y'all, I got to go. I'm preaching too long. I'm at 33 minutes. Let me get out of here. So listen, they didn't handle transition well. But why? Can I tell you? Fear. Fear is the culprit. The reason we don't manage transition well is because fear Fear causes us to uh, mishandle transition. Fear causes us not to adjust. Fear causes us to uh, be paralyzed. Fear causes distractions. Fear causes, listen, fear is destructive in nature. Come on. The destructive power of fear can push you away from the promise. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, they zoned out because they got scared. Fear. Fear will cause you to be at the door of the promised land and have to turn around. Y'all with me? Watch. Watch this. Let me give you three things about fear. Let me give you three things about fear right here. I'm going to go. Fear will cause you to be blind to the leading of God. Fear. Fear will cause you to be disobedient to the instructions of God. <laughs> you ready? Here's the next one. Fear will cause you to speak negatively about your now, watch this, and about the people in your now. Look how you looking. And fear will cause you to speak negatively about yourself. Okay, Pastor, where are you getting all this from? Because you only read three verses for us. Where are you getting all this from? You ready? So, 
I don't have time to get into the construct of the Bible to help you understand um, the different groups of thinking back in the first, second, third through 10th century um, that added to the Bible. But what you will find when you read the Bible is that certain stories are actually recorded or told multiple times. And that's because they have different groups of people um, that flow uh, like, like different families or communities of people that the way they shared what God had done is that they told it, it was an oral tradition and they told the stories. Well, people told the stories based on their perception of God. Okay. So when we look at this story that we're talking about here in numbers, this is a story that the children of Israel were had been in the wilderness for 40 years and they're coming out of the wilderness about to go into the promised land. Numbers 13. But when we read it, we read it one way. Well, there is another telling of the story back in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter one, starting at verse 19. And so that kind of fills in the gaps of Numbers 13. Okay. So when you read the Bible, it's important that you read it in such a way. Cause first of all, let me give you this nugget. We don't read the Bible for what it says. We read the Bible for what it means. Whole nother lesson. Maybe we'll do a, a, a reload on that or something. So what we find in Deuteronomy is that there's some other um, nuggets in the story that we don't necessarily get in numbers. So let me, let me read it to you. In Deuteronomy chapter one, starting at verse 19, Moses is addressing the people. And when Moses addresses the people, he says some stuff, gives us a perspective here that we don't have in numbers. Here's what he says. I'm going to read it from the message Bible. He says, then we set out from Horeb and headed to the Amorite hill country, going through that huge and frightening wilderness that uh, you've had more than an eyeful of by now, all under the command of God, our God, and finally arrived at Kadesh Barnea. There, I told you, you've made it to the Amorite hill country that God, our God, is giving us. In other words, we're at the promised land, guys. We made it. When the kids was in the back of the line saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Moses said, we're finally saying we are here. All right. He says, so look, God, your God has placed this land as a gift before you. Listen to this. Go ahead and take it now. God, your God or God, the God of your fathers promised it to you. Don't be afraid. Don't lose heart. Look at what he says. But then you all came to me and said, let's send some spies. Or let's send some men ahead to scout out the land for us and bring back a report. Best route to take and the kinds of towns and what we can expect to find. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Deuteronomy text is telling us this. The numbers text says that we sent spies. But the Deuteronomy text says God didn't tell y'all to send spies. So when I say that fear will cause you to be blind to the leading of God. This is what we find. Moses says, I told y'all we're here. Go take the land. And instead of them going to take the land, they said to him, wait a minute. Maybe we should send some spies over there just to see what we are working with. When I say that fear will cause you to be disobedient to the instruction of God. The instruction of God was go take it. Go take it. I've already proven to you that I'm going to fight for you. You're not going to have to win. You're not going to have to, uh, to uh, uh, you're not going to be afraid of not getting the victory. You're not going to lose the battle. You're not going to lose. Go. But because you were afraid, you sent spies. That I never told you. See, that's what I'm saying about not managing, nav not navigating uh, transitions well. God says go. And they, you say, hold on. Let me send a text to see if they home. 
<laughs> let, me, let me do a test market to see if this going to work. I'm down with that if God hadn't said go. But God said go. Y'all came to me and y'all said, Moses is what Moses said, and y'all said, let's send spies. Moses goes on to say, I didn't think it was a bad idea. So I, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and go with y'all. All right. Go to verse 29 through 33. Look at what it says. Then I said to you, don't be terrified. Don't be afraid of them because we know there's some people over there. The Lord, your God, who goes before you, he will fight for you. According listen to this, according to all he did in Egypt before your eyes. Look. This is why I started. I'm tying it all in together for you. This is why I started with perspective, because you have to allow your encounters with God and with the word of God to shape your perspective. Why? Because God is expecting you to learn something from the encounter. So when he gives you instructions to move into the next place at the place of transition, he says, I'm expecting you to not second guess me or second guess you because I've given you a had an encounter with you and I'm helping to shape your perspective. Y'all, let me tell you something. When we get to places or new spaces and God says, I'm sending you here and you sitting around crying and worried and scared. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do this. I don't know. I don't think this is right. God says, what are you talking about? It's an insult. He says, I've delivered you. I preserved you and prepared you. I've shown you my power. I've shown you my commitment to you. And now when I've been telling people, this is my folk right here. I'm setting them up to go in and take the land. I've been letting them know all the lesser gods who don't really have no power over me. The ones who've been trying to come after you, Satan and his people. I've been telling them about you. Hey, have you tried my servant Job? And I get you to the promise. And you zone out. Because your perspective has not been shaped. Because you let the destructive nature of fear smudge your lenses. Moses says, I told y'all not to be afraid. Because God has already shown you that he did it in Egypt and in the, in the wilderness. Where you saw how the Lord carried you. As a man carries a son all the way that you went until you came to this place. From then until now, I have carried you. Yet, for all that, you did not believe the Lord your God who went in the way before you to search out the place for you to pitch your tents to show you the way you should go. Fire by night cloud by day now we're getting a perspective here the deuteronomy perspective says y'all were scared and your fear caused you listen not only i know i told you that fear will cause you to um to be blind to the leading of god fear will cause you to be so to be disobedient to the instruction of god but god just gave me one just now fear will also cause you to create your own plan. Mm. Oh, Ooh, I feel you on that, God. They said, let's send a spy over there. There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. And that's what they came into because they sent a spy. They sent the spies over there and they sent 12 spies from every uh, from every tribe went over there. They got uh, pretty much land samples. OK, they got pomegranates. They got grapes and the grape clusters were so big that they had to put them on poles. And two men, one in the front, one in the back, had to put them on their shoulder to carry. So they get back to the people. And here is what happens. All auxiliaries report for y'all old old school church people, Baptists, all auxiliaries started reporting. And what they said was, this land 
is a land that eats its inhabitants. <sighs> In other words, we can't make it over there. That's your translation for today. That is too big for me. We can't do this. So now they started talking negatively about the land. Can I suggest to you? Not suggest. Let me just tell you what the text says. Y'all go back and read it. The text says that that was the part that angered God. <laughs> so, so, so I can see God now, whatever we're reading this and uh, we're saying, and the people said this, this, and this about the land. I can see God in heaven saying that part. That's the part that ticked me off. Are y'all with me? It was that part. The fact that they had called the good now. They said, this ain't good. This will kill us over here. And the Bible said that God got so hot. He was like, Moses, move to the side. I'm getting ready to kill everybody. Y'all got to read the text. Man, this is great. Somebody need to make a movie of this. This is great because he was up. God says, you know what? I'm not going to spend any more time trying to convince these people of who I am and how I feel about them. So instead of trying to fix this, Moses moved to the side. I got you into this. I'm going to protect you. Move over. And he says, as a matter of fact, uh, and then Moses says, wait, 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 God, don't kill them. Can I give you all the Tim version? I hear God say, why not? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I have created a land that's amazing, that is producing larger products than anywhere else in the world. And I have given it to my people. I have upgraded their life and they're going to look at it and tell me it's no good. Move, Moses. I'm, I'm done. And Moses says, but wait, if you kill them, uh, the word will get back to Egypt and all the other rulers. And they'll be like, hey, I thought their God was all of that. And then he loved them. He don't really love them. It's going to make you look bad. God says, OK, Moses, I don't have time to talk about the intercessor, that, that the power of the intercessor to move the heart of God. I don't have time to talk about that. Our God, who's the same yesterday, today and forever, has a heart and is willing to bend that heart because of grace and mercy toward his people. I don't want to talk. I ain't got time to deal with that. But I do want to deal with the fact that Joshua stepped forward and he says, hey, y'all, we can take this. We can do this and we can beat them. Because the people, the other spies, you know what they said? Not only did they say the land was bad, but they also said the people in the land were freaks. They big, they giants. The land will eat us and them people, them people over there, them are big people. God was looking at them like that's because they said they were big in stature. That's because when you step over into what I have planned for you, it causes you to enlarge, enlarge the place of your tents, stretch out the place of your dwelling. You don't want to grow in order for you to live in the promised land. You got to be willing to adjust and grow. You call them freaks. I'm calling them blessed because they live in the land. But either way, I'm going over there. I'm going to wipe them out for you. But you are too afraid to go forward. How are you going to navigate your transition? You keep asking for stuff that you're not willing to adjust to. <laughs> Best life you've ever had. And you complaining. You're standing in the window. Of a store that I'm giving you the keys to. And you're afraid because it's bigger than anything you've ever seen. You're afraid because it's better than anything you've ever experienced. And you're telling me that you are willing to speak bad of what I have blessed. I'm about to kill him, Moses. Moses says, don't do that. He says, OK, fine. Listen, I will not do that. I won't do it. But they will not go in. One of the complaints that they had over in numbers is that we're afraid to step into this new land because we believe they're going to devour our kids. Here's what God said. He says, here's what we're going to do. Everybody line up, turn around, go to the wilderness that you just came out of 
and stay there until you die. And I'm going to show you that the kids that you were worried about being devoured, they're going to go and possess the land and they're going to live happily ever after. Everybody turn around and go back. It reminds me of when I was in school and we would have to be in the hall and the teacher would be lined up. And because people started talking in the line, we were in line to go to lunch or in line to go to the bathroom. And we start talking in line and getting out. And she said, hey, everybody go back to the classroom and line up again. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, she couldn't make us not eat because she'd lose her job, but she would say, go and line up again. God says, everybody get in line, turn around, go back to the wilderness that I was delivering you from and die there. Because you're not willing to handle your transitions from next to now. Navigating your transition. It's going to be the difference between you stepping into the promised land or you dying in the wilderness. What you going to do? Are you ready? You can't zone out. You got to remember everything God has done for you. Come on. You got to go back and rehearse everything, how he's brought you out, how he's delivered. Listen, we like to rehearse the bad stuff more than we like to rehearse the deliverance. Come on, in that, in that last season that you were in that was almost going to take your life, the people said you weren't going to make it. Look at you now. Rehearse that. Look, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. I've been preaching an hour. I got to go. If you want to go from your next to now, if you're going to manage your transitions, well, you got to remember this perspective is everything. Huh? Pay attention to what you allow to shape your perspective. Your encounters with God, your encounters with his word. Let that shape your perspective. If you're going to make sure you navigate this transition, well, don't zone out. Don't forget what God has done for you. Come on. If you're going to navigate it well, here it is. You must learn. If you're going to get to from your next to your now, you got to remember to navigate your transitions well. Adjust. No such thing as uncomfortable in God's upgrade. We just got to adjust. And lastly, you got to beware of the destructive Nature of fear. Listen, this is your time. This is it. I hear God say, pull the trigger on the business. This is it. Y'all. All you got to do is move. All you got to do is go. Not only is this your season, y'all ready? God is sending the people to help you step into your now. I'm calling it your now. It's not even your next. He's sending the people. My wife came to me the other day and she said, hey, uh, I just want you to know that your enterprise has been set up and everything that goes under that umbrella has been set up. For years, I have been talking about. Tim Fryer Ministries for years I've been talking about the enterprise and in just a matter of hours she sat down and said I know how to do that she teased it out of my heart sat down last Sunday did it all she says here it is here's your domain all we got to do now she says already been set up with the uh with the Secretary of State, uh, we got your EIN number. We just need to now go and build these accounts, blah, blah, blah. It's done. Why? Because all the seasons, all the time in my life that I was getting ready to do it, God says we are no longer in the getting ready. We are in the now. And what I'm telling you is that what it is, what's out of your reach, God says I'm sending people with longer arms so they can reach it for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And just like these people who started talking about the people over there in the land, they giants, they big people over there. That's because fear will cause you to start talking bad about people who are operating in your now. Yeah, but I remember what they did and I remember what they said. God says, I I'm using them as a sign. Them giants living over there, they living over there because the food is good. 
because the land is rich. Everything that, in other words, the produce of the blessing, what the blessing is producing is good enough for giants to call it home. Look how y'all looking. And you want to be singing, I'm a champion. How you going to get in the promise and I'm going to show you what a champion really is. <laughs> okay. All right. What I'm telling you is God is saying the now you got to manage your navigate your transition here. Watch your mouth. Watch what you say. Because we run the risk. Remember I told y'all this is this is the night. Listen, when I said it to you, he hadn't given me this scripture. He hadn't placed this story in my heart. But I said to you several weeks ago, a couple of months ago, that we don't want to lose it. God is doing it, but we don't want to get into that time. Remember I said that and then lose what he was doing. That's what they did. Y'all, I declare that that scripture was not in my heart. Then I've been I've been wrestling with this text for about two weeks or so. But a couple of months ago or several six weeks ago, I think it was when I told you that that's why we were positioning so we wouldn't lose it. Here is the picture of that. Don't lose it. Navigate your transitions. If you're going to go from your next to now, you got to navigate your transitions. Well, let's pray together. Father, in Jesus name, I thank you now for the grace to handle it, that as you are giving us the possessional into the promised land, I, I ask that you give us the grace to deal with the pressure. Give us the grace to deal with uh, the spaces where we need to adjust. Yes, Lord, things look different. <laughs> the production over there in the promised land is bigger. <laughs> the leaves are greener. The ground is richer. The coffee is better. The people are bigger. Father, sometimes we feel like what you are producing in us, we won't be able to make it. Father, we are afraid of the risk, but I pray that you give us the grace to move afraid. I pray, God, that you would give us the ears to hear you say, go take it. Give us the eyes to see that you are leading us into a land that you have already designated as ours. Father, forgive us for bad mouth in the blessing. Forgive us, Lord, for bad mouthing the people in the blessing. Forgive us, Lord, for seeing ourselves less than the way you see us. Create within us a clean heart. Renew within us the right spirit. Give us what we need to walk into, to live in and manage the now. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, everybody. Listen, if you're on today and you need to get plugged in, listen, Christ Center Nation is a place where there is rich soil. And if you want to grow, if you want to expand, this is your now. You need to dig in and plant right here. The information is at the bottom of the, spring, the screen for you to get connected. If you need salvation, it's right there. If you need a church membership, it's right there. We are growing and expanding, and now is the time. Listen, you need to expect a move and a wave of God's presence, even on this platform. If you want to be a part of that, plug in to it right now. So I want to bless you. Here's a blessing, y'all. I declare in Jesus name that you are ambassadors of Christ. That you leave this platform to seek and to save that which is lost. I declare in Jesus name that everything your hands touch will prosper and every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon you shall possess. I declare in Jesus' name that you're above and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. I declare that on your job, favor waits for you. You are not the problem, but that you are the solution to the problem. I declare that money comes to you, but not just money. Wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. I declare that your home is established in peace. 
that your marriage is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. That your single life is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessing of the Lord be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity, and favor may it be your portion both now and forever. Go in peace, and the God of peace goes with you. Hey, I love you. Have an amazing week. You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today.